Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, October 5th, 5.50 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures down two and a half at 680 and a half. November soybeans down nine at 13.74 and a half. December Chicago wheat down five and three quarters at 8.97 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat down three and a half at 9.85 and a quarter. December spring wheat down six and a quarter at 9.70. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review on that Apple app if you wouldn't mind. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment. If you've got crop updates, yield updates, harvest updates, if you have an opinion on anything that I say here, any sort of thought, drop it in the comments. That'll really help YouTube to uh, push these videos out to a large Larger audience. Very much appreciated, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, uh, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Guys, if you like the YouTube videos, if you like the podcast, you will love the premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather info, all of my grain marketing recommendations, my daily subscriber-only video are part of this deal. Yesterday, I talked about Russia, how we should take Russia more seriously, and some of the uh, potential implications of an escalation in this Black Sea situation. Uh, I feel like, in general, that this war in the Black Sea is something that uh, is, it's become kind of exhausting in terms of the news cycle. There's new headlines every single day. It's been going on for so long. I feel like people just aren't paying attention in the way that they should. And I discussed some of that along with my opinions on the situation more specifically. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, guys, sign up today. 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. This is an information-only service, guys. Uh, Russia's Vladimir Putin has signed laws formally annexing four Ukrainian regions. Uh, reports suggesting, however, that Russia is struggling to maintain control of some of these newly acquired regions. Uh, this situation is becoming much more dangerous. Putin has said that he'll defend these new Russian territories as his own and by any means necessary. And as I've discussed before, he has uh, very openly discussed his nuclear capabilities and the idea that a nuclear exchange is possible. Ukrainian forces have already reclaimed some of these areas. So if Putin says he's going to defend the areas as his own and Ukraine's already back into some of these areas, does that mean we're closer to a nuclear exchange? I think it's um, something that should be considered. Um one thing that's being reported and was reported by a lot of news outlets is that there's a train carrying nuclear weapons headed for the front lines. Uh, this is serious stuff, guys. I feel like this is being underreported and underemphasized by the media uh, here in the United States, at least. I don't know about overseas, but this is like as serious as it gets. I mean, this is like Cuban Missile Crisis type stuff. I mean, this could happen at any point in time. Uh, if you have a nuclear exchange in the Black Sea, it would uh, be an absolute catastrophe for humanity, of course. It would put in regard to a lot of you guys, uh, grain, fertilizer shipments at risk, among other things. I mean, just an absolute disaster. I feel like this should be the biggest story in every newswire, every uh, uh, cable news show. I mean, everything you watch, and it's not. I just feel like it's being underreported and not taken seriously, uh, mainly, I think, because this has been going on for so long. Got to pay attention here, guys. The Dow Jones has rallied more than 1,500 points during the last two days. Really impressive two-day streak. Uh, the index gained 825 points yesterday. That's about 2.8%. 
The S&P 500 gained 3.1% yesterday after posting some big gains on Monday. That was the biggest two-day rally for the S&P since March of 2020. Most of the time when you see these big up days or like these, these two or three consecutive big-time up days, they'll occur during recoveries or during bear markets in a lot of, of situations. If you're in a more normal stock market where um, you know, you're just grinding higher, you're not going to see the Dow up 800 points uh, most of the time. The S&P did lose 9% in September. It was down 25% year to date at Friday's close. So some people think this is just a mean reversion type deal. You know, it's a recovery effort. Um, some people point to new quarter rebalancing, oversold conditions, stuff like that. Also, we had these uh, U.S. job openings uh, numbers out yesterday, the jolt numbers, and they were way lower than expected. And the idea, uh, some people's thoughts on this, is that bad news is good news, meaning that if the Fed starts to see bad economic data, they could tap the brakes in regard to these rate hikes, which is totally backwards. And that's not the way markets should work, but that's what some people think. Well-followed private group Stonex released updated U.S. corn and soybean production estimates yesterday. Uh, they raised their corn yield estimate to 173.9 from 173.2 previously. Uh, they're still above USDA, who is at uh, 172.5 as of last month. Now, despite that increase, uh, Stonex, their production number is smaller because USDA reduced its harvested acreage number by a million uh, last month. USDA adjusted, um, I'm sorry, Stonex cut its uh, soybean yield to 51.3 from 51.8 last month. They're still above USDA there. Also, uh, USDA is at 50.5 for the bean numbers. Uh, the estimates are based on customer surveys, I believe. You're going to see additional private estimates ahead of next week's USDA report, which will be out on the 12th. USDA probably adjusts its crop estimates in some way, shape, or form. Barge traffic on the Mississippi River continues to slow. Uh, Reuters had a nice write-up on this this morning. Uh, they are reporting that commercial barge traffic on southern stretches of the river were at, was at a standstill uh, yesterday as a result of the low water levels. Around 100 towboats and 1,600 barges were lined up for miles, waiting to pass through one problematic area in Louisiana. Other sections of the lower Mississippi have also been closed at times. The uh, Army Corps of Engineers is dredging the river in some areas. Some U.S. exporters have reportedly pulled their golf offers uh, for corn and soybeans to be loaded in October and November, given the uncertainty regarding their ability to move grain downriver. Uh, one exporter who was unnamed said this, we can't commit to new sales right now. So this is a bad situation. Um, uh, we can't commit to new sales right now. I mean, this gets bad enough and goes on for long enough. It will absolutely impact uh, export activity negatively and, and perhaps your demand base negatively. Now, when it comes to weather, we could use some rain uh, along these river areas, right? You got a little bit of rain over Iowa this morning. I don't think this is going to amount to much. Uh, Northern Missouri also. When you look at the next seven days, there's not really much in terms of accumulation. Some of these areas of like the upper Mississippi are going to catch a little bit of rain, but it's not going to be a lot, really nothing for the lower areas. Um, when you look at the GFS that goes all the way out to like October 20th, there's uh, some rain slated for these upper areas of the Mississippi, like um, eastern Iowa, western Illinois, uh, parts of Missouri. And there's actually a lot of rain in the forecast for Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas, and they could very much use it. But again, that's rain in the extended forecast. Uh, it may not be accurate. Your uh, 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day government maps are still favoring 
normal to below normal uh, precipitation, generally speaking. So we could use uh, some rain here in the United States for a lot of reasons. Uh, the weather, the dry weather, of course, is, is very much conducive to ongoing and, and quick harvest activity. But uh, when it comes to the river situation, when it comes to, to ongoing and building drought, uh, we could certainly use some rain. Cattle market was marginally lower yesterday. Not much cash trade to speak of today. In the outside markets, we've got a little bit of a reversion here after this big two-day uh, stock market rally. The dollar's back higher. The S&P's down 27. The Dow's down 220 ahead of the cash open. Bonds off a full handle. Gold's down 10 bucks. Crude oil still up 65 cents at 87.17. A real strong trade in the crude here. Uh, everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you Thursday.